Hey. Hello, everybody. Hi, Esther. Hey, Alia. What's up, what's up, what's up? How's your yeah. Thanksgiving? Happy Thanksgiving. Happy, Happy Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. I actually spent my Thanksgiving peeling beans. <laughs> peeling beans? Yes. No, I'm screaming. So my brother and I wanted to make moi moi, and we literally spent the whole day peeling the beans. It was kind of unfortunate, but it wow. was a fun family experience. That's um, crazy. But how was yours? <laughs> I mean, my Thanksgiving, like, I don't know about you, Thanksgiving, but Thanksgiving is always, like, something to look forward to. Like, I mentioned in last episode, is literally the one holiday you can't miss. Everybody is mm. always there. Everybody's just chilling. You meet new people. My cousins come from different parts of the U.S. And when they come, their friends come because, you know, you don't get to them all the time. And right. fun fact, actually, this Thanksgiving, we're all arguing about, like, Davido, Whiskey's new album, everything, and then the guys who actually produced David's album were there and it was actually mm. interesting because we got to like tell them like you know it wasn't that good and he was like yeah go speak to David I was like oh but in that situation you're getting to meet new people and getting to talk to um people you've never met before you get to right. meet them you get to learn about them which is pretty much what we will be talking about in this episode yeah yeah networking so, yeah and just in case you forgot, this is On Coming to America, the podcast. Period. The podcast that helps you and navigates you through being life, through being a foreign student. So let's get into the episode, shall we, Elia? Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about networking and how to get a job through networking with Miriam, our guest. Like we mentioned before, networking. Uh, We'll discuss the ins and outs of networking and be sure to please listen all the way through. Yes, and now we'll have Miriam introduce herself. Hi, everyone. My name is Miriam Fofana. Um, So I was born and raised in Ivory Coast. I came in, in the U.S. five years ago. And when I came here, I went to Georgia State University to pursue my bachelor in finance and actual science. Um, After completing my bachelor, I had some internship experience. And then I went back to school to do my master's in quantitative risk analysis. And then after that, I got a job at Bank of America. And currently, I work as a quantitative associate at the bank. And I mostly work on models. I also do some analysis as well. Oh, wow. That's <laughs> that yeah. something. That's, That's a lot. great. Right. Yeah. Thank you, Miriam. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Thank you. So can you just tell us, so since we're going to be talking about networking today, can you just tell us what exactly networking means to you? So lots of people say it's just like, you know, trying to get a job, talking to people so they can help you. Is that really all networking is? Or is it just like, is it actually building connections with people? Um, what do you think? Uh, I think for me, networking, well, okay. First of all, you connect with people but it is with the intention of building lasting relationship with them. Mm-hmm. And I know that some people uh, use networking for different uh, reasons, but I know for me, uh, when I came in the US, I wasn't, I was very shy and I had no clue about why I was networking and how it was super important. But over time I realized that 
when you uh, when you get out of when you get out of your comfort zone and you get to talk to people, you start to be more comfortable with yourself, and you start to also uh, you know, get to know people and those people can help you, you know, when you're applying for a job or they can even like, uh, give you advice when you need them or even find mentors through networking. So for me, I think it's, it's just, it's deeper than that. It's really like, uh, building a relationship with people. That's really amazing. Um, I actually will say that I can definitely, um, what's the word? I can't, I'm trying to think of the word, but I, it actually resonates with me as well in terms of like networking and being shy and everything. I'm not really the shyest person in the room, but when it comes to like getting to know people for a particular reason, especially when it's like, oh, I might want to jump in the future and I want to contact you. That's really hard for me. And even keeping up with people, I find it really hard to like, you know, be emailing people constantly. Oh, hey, I'm just, just emailing to check in just emailing to let you know this what's going on in my life just yeah. emailing to update you just emailing sometimes I feel like I'm disturbing people mm-hmm. but I feel like um that's actually quite important especially as a foreign student because you're really trying to get your name out there if I'm correct Miriam like you're really um trying to make sure that people know you and we do know that most of the jobs that are out there are gotten through other people like um, recommending you some of the jobs are not posted but people be like oh I know they need something something somewhere right. in my office right and I feel like that's where a lot of networking goes to play yeah that's actually that's the same sentiment I have because when I first came I think like we talked about before imposter syndrome I was just like mm. okay am I actually supposed to be here like I'm the youngest person in this class blah 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 so having to go out of my comfort zone and be like okay let me talk to this professional. First of all, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, right? (laughs) So I felt like if I was talking to them and they could see I didn't know what I wanted to do, they'd be like, okay, so why should I now help this girl? But um, I think, like you said, it's a a sentiment that a lot of foreign students feel. Yeah. Um, So how do we now move forward from there? So you said that you were shy when you first came. How did Mm -hmm. you kind of overcome um the shyness well <laughs> i think for me uh you know when you do something over time and then you you realize that it doesn't serve you no purpose then you stop doing it mm. so mm. i know that you know when i came here first of all i couldn't really speak good english because my country we speak french mm. and so my accent i still have accent today but i think it's less stronger than when i just came in the u.s so I guess, you know, I realized that after my undergrad degree, I didn't get a full-time offer and I actually struggled to even get, you know, some internship. And so I didn't want this to happen to me, uh, you know, for doing my under, my master's degree. Master's so that's why degree. I realized that, listen, I guess it's time for me to really have a new strategy when it comes to job search. I guess, okay, I will be honest with you. When I started to network, I guess my long-term goal was that, okay, what I'm doing currently right now, it's going to help me in my, you know, in like a year when I'm applying for a job. But mm. I, like, I didn't start to network like, let's say, two months before I graduated. So I started early and I, and I also wanted to get myself out there. I wanted to talk to people and I wanted people to get to know me. And that's why I was also using LinkedIn a lot because I felt like on LinkedIn, 
people could see my post, they could have an idea of who I am by what I wrote. And that was also part of my strategy. Even till this day, I still post not as much as I want right now because I'm very busy, but I still feel like networking, you don't just do that for a job because you can lose the job that you have right now. And so you need to really have good relationships so that even if you don't get uh, like, so that if you do lose your current job, you do have people that you can talk to that could help you, um, you know, get you like a new job. So yeah. I, I would say, yeah, I just started to network like that because I, I wanted to have a job. I wanted to get myself out there. I also wanted to speak better English. I feel like mm. when, you, when you talk to people, um, I mean, at least, I mean, you start to practice your English. And by doing that, you, you, you make mistakes sometimes. But also, you also get a chance to improve on your on your English. So I think that was. I hope that makes sense. <laughs> oh yeah, yes. it definitely does. <laughs> definitely, that makes like so much sense, and it actually goes a long way for you to actually realize. You know, this was not helping me in any way. Like some <laughs> people will continuously be doing the same thing and not realizing. Like network plays a huge role. If there's one thing that I know that college is good for is teaching you how to network like you don't have you're not good if you're smart enough or if you're like intelligent enough to think like okay I'm not good with this particular thing in this class like it's literally networking to go to someone else who's good at it and be like oh can you could you please help me when can I book a time with you let's practice Mm -hmm. this let's practice that that's literally networking like group activities that's literally networking like the next CEO of some big company could be your class and you're working in a group with them and you're literally networking with them because I remember when I was in undergrad we were I was in a cohort and my the the person who was in my supervisor in the course she kept saying make sure that before y'all leave get all of your LinkedIn get this get that because you really don't know where you're going to be in the future and the person that's sitting next to you although they're in the same class as you although they're in the same year as you they could be like somebody totally different or you could be the person in that position that needs to help somebody and so like it's it's super like the importance of networking is beyond what people tend to talk about and I think that's why they make all those classes um the business com classes um the classes where you have to do the resume things or you have to go for events so you get to speak to different people and learn Uh, I think even um even like at GSU I think the class that helped me the most with like networking was women lead Mm. um that class Miriam did you take that class I feel like you took that class as well um no I actually didn't but like I wanted to take it but since when I came in the U.S. I only had two years and I I was taking too many classes at the time and I I Mm. couldn't take seven classes so (laughs) But I heard it, it's a it's, it's a very good class. Yeah, good that class, class was yeah. amazing. But that's not what we're here to talk about. <laughs> um, and I yeah. think one day we need to talk about like the importance of LinkedIn, like you said, because I think mm. a lot of people, um, I mean, people do talk about like the importance of LinkedIn, but people just, a lot of students don't know how to use it. Mm-hmm. Um, so do I just go in there and like add my family members and all that? <laughs> And even if you want to connect to people, what do you say to them? Do you just say, oh, I'm 
looking for a job or I'm interested in this and this and this. Um, So what was your experience with that? Like connecting with people on LinkedIn? How did you feel about that? Um, I think that uh, there were different stages for me. Mm -hmm. So when I first got on LinkedIn, I remember I wasn't very active um, and I used to add people just to add them. Um, yeah, you know, it's like, you know, I used to look at some people's profiles and then they had like 500 plus and I was like, I want to get to that level. Mm-hmm. And so I used to add people just like that. But I really started to post in 2018. I went back home and I was working on on some sort of conference for recent graduate with some people in my country. And then we had to advertise the event and, you know, the speakers. And that's just how I got on LinkedIn and I, I was posting about this event. Now, after I came back to U.S. to do my master's degree, I, I was posting, but not, you know, n- not a lot. I was just posting maybe like a once or twice a month. It's only like, uh, I would say last year that I really started to post a lot. Now, when I talk to people, for me, I think it depends. So since I was trying to meet people, I, I knew that I had to be very concise and also precise. So when I asked someone, I had like prepare some sort of message. And then in my message, I start by, you know, telling them who I am. I also tell them, you know, what I, I aspire to do. And I also tell them what I want for them. So usually I would just say, hey, my name is this. I work at this, this, you know, and then I aspire to become a data scientist. And then I'll ask them, you know, I saw that you work here. I saw that, you know, you've been doing this. I think it's really great. Uh, can we meet for, for a coffee or for lunch? And just you know, things like that. Of course, some people will not respond, but some do. And I know mm. I have even a friend who who doesn't think that, you know, I mean, she feels some type of way to ask people this, but I'm like, no, I don't like, I'm like, I'm not afraid of, of like, of getting like a no. If, if, if they say no, then it's fine. You know, at least I, I would have tried, you know, and that's honestly, that's how I talk to people. But also to my post, some people comment to me, uh, to my post and Sometimes they also send me some message. So we talk in my DM. So I would say, I mean, you just have to be yourself and you have to be willing to talk to people. As long as you have a good intention, you should be okay. I mean, mm. and I would say also add people. Again, okay, when it comes to uh, to adding people, I think it's up to you. If you feel like you want to add people just to add them, I mean, I don't see any, <laughs> any, any harm in this, honestly. I used to do that, but I just feel like right now, I haven't been adding uh, people on my to my network because I just don't know why I would do that because, you know, because even of course it, it's gonna give me a like um, a higher number of connection, but I don't know for what purpose yet. So <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that definitely makes sense because my dad was actually talking to me about that, like adding random people. And he was like, I'm giving them access to people in my own network and they can go and like say rubbish to people and Mm -hmm. all of that. So, yep. Yep. I remember like someone actually mentioning that as well. Like you should be careful of the people you're adding to your network because you don't know, like just don't say, oh, because someone sent me, um, something or an invitation I'm special I'm trying to increase my network and then you accept it and you give them access to pretty much everything 
Um, but that be- that's actually going to lead us to the next question, which is, Miriam, what would you suggest as the three do's and the three don'ts of networking? Like this is, these are literally points that you would say if somebody were to ask you right now from everything you've learned in networking through all of your networking, what are three things that you would say definitely do? And what are three things that you say don't do, don't ever do them, ever? Uh, hmm. <laughs> uh, that's a good question. Wow. Let me let me think for a second. Okay. We do. Um. Hmm. I guess the three do if you want to network with people. I guess be be. Uh, don't be shy. I oh, that's a don't. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, do 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 do. I think. Uh. Oh my god, this, I mean, you this don't have hard. to say them in any order, you can say, no Yeah, first. okay, <laughs> all right, okay. Well, I would say just like, uh, first of all, don't be shy, you know. And I know some people, like I say, they don't they don't think it's okay to message random people. I think it's mm. okay as long as you have uh, a good intention, or at least you know why you are testing that person on LinkedIn. So, I would mm-hmm. say just be be willing to text, you know, to message people that you don't know if you know why you're doing it. Uh, also, I would say if you're trying to connect with people on LinkedIn, uh, for example, well, no, I mean, it's not even, it's actually networking. Well, networking, uh, I'm sorry, I'm getting confused. <laughs> sorry, guys. Um, it's okay. Hey, girl. I would say, well, I would say networking, networking, networking. Also, yeah, when you talk to people, try to message them or at least check on them like uh, once a once a month if you have the time and when I used to network uh, I, I guess I didn't do that but I think if I if I were to go back I would ha- I would have like a, a spreadsheet of the of the people I talked to mm. and some dates and then in my in you know let's say if I talk with that person today in in a month I'll check my spreadsheet and then I'll make sure that I check I check on that person so that mm-hmm. that person still has my name in their mind. Okay. Uh, I will also say, you know, just you have to be mindful of the time. So let's say if you message that person and that person doesn't respond, just wait. Don't don't try to force any sort of relationship, right? Because mm-hmm. I mean, it, it has to be like mutual. Because let's say at first you are the one who are uh, who are taking the first initiative, right? But over time. If that person, you know, gets gets to know you more, they also they also will try to get to know you. You know, you know, they will also try to, to see how you are doing in your own life. So I would say, don't force anything. Just be yourself, be genuine, and um, also respect people's time, and be thankful. You know, every time someone makes the effort to come talk to you, whether it's like through the phone whether if you meet but you have to just you know thank them for the time because they could have used that, that time to do something else but then but they're not they're actually talking with you right. so you have to be thankful for that for the time now don't i would say well i i said one i said because i said don't force anything uh don't i would say maybe don't try to always like uh message them you know i mean also, don't call people. Yeah, that's one thing I actually hate. 
So when I talk with people, uh, let's say we talk over the phone, let's say for once, we're not really friends, you know, do you understand? And so mm. when that person just call me out of nowhere again, I'm like, wait, why are you calling me? I, <laughs> I'm not trying to be rude, right? <laughs> but I just don't understand why you would call me without telling me that you want to call me first. I, mm. I mean, it's even with my own friends, if we're not too close, before you call me, I think I expect just, you know, some sort of test. Hey, hey, ma'am, are you free right now? So I think that's something uh, for me, you know, let's say if you talk with someone, I mean, you don't know them. You cannot just call them like that. So for me, don't just call like that. Just always, always make appointment with them uh, mm-hmm. to talk with them so that at least they know that they should be expecting your call. And also like, don't be rude, you know, don't be rude. Don't be impatient with someone, you know, if, if they're, if they're busy, you know, sometimes even in my, in my own work, cause I also do some networking at my job. <laughs> Uh, sometimes I will just text people and they won't respond. I mean, it sucks, but I have to wait. So just, you know, just just wait. Don't be impatient. Mm. And maybe people have a lot on their plate and they don't right. have time to talk to you. Right. Right. Oh. Those those were very good points, actually, because I think, yeah. I think people don't understand because, you know, sometimes you want to have a mentor mm-hmm. Um and you don't really know how to build that relationship. So yeah, they're texting them every week. Like, okay, um, this is what I did this week. I want to do this and this and this. Can you give me some advice? But they are having, your mentor is having a hard time at work. They're trying to balance work and that family. And you right. expect them to be replying like every 30 minutes. <laughs> like you said, just being conscious of other people's time um, and their commitments as well. Um, right, right. And I would just like to ask, since you're a, f- a foreign student, international student, what would you say is the biggest challenge or the greatest challenge you have come across since you moved from Ivory Coast over here to the U.S. and how you overcame? Mm, can I mention two? <laughs> yeah, sure, yeah, sure, sure. Sorry. Uh, I think for me, oh, actually, there are a lot. I would say first the language because it was I mean when I first got here um it was really hard for me to understand American English like Mm. in my own country I took some English classes in during high school even maybe I I forgot to mention that but I started Mm. college in my own country too so I've taken two years of college you know courses in a school there and it was it was all in English so you know I I knew English but when I got here, the way people were talking, I did not understand. So I remember I was always Girl, asking people yeah. to read themselves. I was like, hey, you know, can you say it again? Because I, I didn't cut that, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, think, I think, you know, if you don't understand the, lang- the language, that's definitely a big barrier for you mm-hmm. to completely settle in that new country. But I would say again, I mean, it's not impossible. Look at me here. I was able to, you know, I struggle a lot, but I'm here. So that's the first one. I think second, uh, I would say maybe the job search. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think job search and also like um, the part where you start to grow up, I guess. So like, you know, in my country, I never had to, you know, apply for jobs myself. I, it's, I, I guess, you know, I was young. I came here. I was I was 19 years old. And here, you know, I started to okay, 
I started to, to think about my my future, what mm. I wanted to do, and then I started to apply for a job. Oh wow! I mean, the job search was it, it's very it was very depressing. Literally, yeah. I there was so many times I cry. I thought maybe I'll go back home. I you know it's like it makes you question everything. You know, does God love me? You know, what is it? <laughs> <laughs> What's happening here? You know. And I think for me, it was hard. It was hard because even when you know that your resume is good, you work hard to get all of this good stuff on your resume. But people, after you talk, you know, after you have your first initial phone call, then they ask you, oh, so what is your legal work status here? And you know you're done. So I would say definitely the language and the job search process. Okay um thank you so much (laughs) and I would say that uh definitely I am on the same page with um the foreign like no matter how good your resume is like going for applying for jobs like going for conferences like I once went to Nesby conference and I was going to the um, different companies and my resume was good I was confident but then I would walk up there and they'd be like oh yeah so um do you have authorization to work and I would be looking like uh <laughs> <laughs> and you know like also because like the CPT just started this is for internships like I mentioned before just started a few years ago you're also not sure where you stand sometimes as um, an international student if you're just coming in and you don't have anyone to guide you like yeah if they ask you do you have work authorization for an internship you can say yes and mm. if you have um if they're asking in terms of after school uh what do you do you have work authorization you say i have my opt and if they still then say oh i'm sorry we only give jobs to people who are citizens and or are residents then that's fine but also understanding where you stand as a foreign student and understanding your terminologies things that will actually help you like for example while they're always screaming stem you know having extended time mm-hmm. in the u.s to apply and all of those things um, even when you're networking you definitely want to know where you stand as an international student and you also want to know like what you should know and what you should be saying at those meetings that's not the time to be like you know oh yeah but I'm really just trying to find out what I want to do like yeah. yeah we know you're trying to find out what you want to do but make it also seem like you know you're interested in what that person is actually doing because I feel like one of the worst things that you can do is just walk up to someone and then have no interest in what they're doing Mm -hmm. or trying to get to know them but you don't really know anything about them ish like you know reaching out to them but you didn't read their linkedin page you Mm -hmm. just message them yeah reaching (laughs) out to them and asking them like what do you do i mean exactly this is my bio (laughs) really like really people do that yeah and i think that's that's why we're here right as the podcast to help mm-hmm. everyone else kind of navigate all these things so cpt opt um how to talk to people when you're trying to yeah um and yeah so miriam do you have any last um words for us any advice for our listeners um anything that you think is really really important for like international students in america mm yeah I guess yeah um I guess I do so I would say um if you like if you want something you have to go after it 
you have to believe mm. that it's possible yeah. you need to especially when it comes to job search i would say you know when you network don't just for example don't just go to your school career fair sometimes even do, just go to other school career fair yeah just go there and, and like because you have no idea where you can get those opportunities mm. where you, you know you have to increase your networking and also you have to start early because people sometimes don't start early and if they only start let's say two months before they graduate so you need to be mindful of like uh, what you what what you want and uh, I would say just go for it you know and just work hard and know that uh, when you work hard it's gonna pay off at, at some point it could be hard for you currently you could be like uh, struggling but just know that there's nothing that lasts forever everything is gonna yes, it's gonna sir. pass you know yes absolutely I am definitely with you on that one and I would just love to say thank you thank yes. you thank you so much for taking your time today to just chat with us uh, talk to us about you know networking this is a very important topic and I feel like it's something that you can't ever talk too much about okay. um, and I don't know if Elia has any more questions for you any more words or anything no, I just want to say thank you again because honestly when I was messaging you on LinkedIn I was like mm, there's a possibility she might not answer me but let me just send it out anyways um i'm glad i did i'm glad we had right. this conversation uh, you were welcome and actually ali yeah i think i met you before i feel see that's what we're saying i feel like we have met before to we be met honest that, uh, it was some sort of what's the name in english uh volunteering the, with, with with like uh what's the name of that organization uh habita for humanity something like that oh um, uh, Oh yeah, maybe. I feel like I've seen you multiple times. <laughs> it's all the same. It's all the same. But yeah, I'm glad we. Re- I'm really, really glad we had this conversation. Um, yeah, I hope I was able to bring something <laughs> to the table. Yeah, thank you so much. You did. You yes. did. You did. We really appreciate your time, and we just appreciate you coming over, coming on the show to talk to us about the podcast, rather. <laughs> to talk to us about you know networking and everything um that comes with that and also like your experience as an international student mm-hmm. and we are grateful yeah and, and we yeah. hope you have a great week and yeah <laughs> thank yeah. you guys uh, I'm, I'm honored thank you so much thank you so much we wish you a great week and for all of our listeners like we said we hope you listen down until this time if you have any questions or if you want to connect with miriam on linkedin please go ahead and do so but remember that when you do want to connect with people on linkedin always put an invitation message do not just go click oh yes i want to connect put your invitation message introduce yourself say hey why you're interested in being um, added to their network and be polite about it but definitely feel free to reach out to her if i'm correct and um yeah yeah, just say you were listening to oncoming to america and period she had a great story (laughs) yes and you would like to know more but yeah that's all from us this week um, yep. don't if forget to follow us on Instagram that's right 
make sure that you are commenting or putting your comments under our post and our um yeah posts and stories on instagram at oncoming to america underscore pod if my voice sounds hoarse today it's okay you all know like thanksgiving did me (laughs) dirty but you know it's good we love you all thank you for constantly listening and supporting and thank you again Marion, for coming on our podcast today we love you all and we will see you in the next episode okay yes bye. bye thank you guys bye